And we're back on Show Me Today. Anthony Morbeth caught up with B.J. Tanksley with the State Office of Broadband Development with an update on improving connectivity around the state. A scene setter. Uh, B.J., last time we talked was about a year ago. And last year you said you were embarking on this listening tour, working to gauge the opinions and thoughts of Missourians, both in large and small parts of the state. So let's start there. What did you hear? What did residents want you to work on and improve upon? Yeah, um, we had a great time uh, touring the state, both in the fall last year, and we went actually back out this spring. You know, we heard things that weren't surprising. Um, A lot of Missourians lacking access to quality Internet service or, you know, in, in other areas, not having the skills or the affordability to fully engage in a connected world. Um, but I think what was the most encouraging from that tour is hearing those people that are disconnected, they're not sitting and waiting. They're trying things. They're searching for technologies. They're contacting providers. And, and they're really seeking service. Uh, we, In addition to the tour where we partnered with the University of Missouri and the Regional Planning Commission, we also um, did a focus group um, and a broadband service uh, or a broadband um, internet service survey across the state of Missouri, uh, where we really heard uh, those without access understand what they're missing out on when it comes to education and healthcare and work from home opportunities. Uh, those were really became evident um, when we didn't ask people for those answers, but they provided them um, that they're not just sitting around waiting, but thirsty for these opportunities that they see, um, you know, other Missourians having access to. Um, and luckily, we're going to have the ability and have already started. You know, since we last spoke, um, the legislature and the governor had appropriated uh, $265 million in American Rescue Plan Act funds. And in January, we funded 60 projects to the tone of $261 million uh, of broadband work happening across the state of Missouri and I'm happy to say those projects are, are underway. So we've got a lot of work going on right now um, and even more to come just around the corner. Not to mention the $1.7 billion in Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act funding. Yes, that's right. Uh, Missouri was lucky to be announced as the third highest recipient of these BEAD, the Broadband Equity Access and Deployment Act um, funds. And we are looking forward to the work we're going to do with that in 2024 and beyond. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking with B.J. Tanksley, director of the Missouri Office of Broadband Development on Show Me today, talking about improving Internet connectivity, if you will. And uh, if you're just tuning in late, be sure to tune in to entire episodes of Show Me today or this entire interview, if you miss it, by listening to us wherever it is you get your podcasts or entire episodes posted on our website at MissouriNet.com. You said the third highest appropriated amount of $1.7 billion. So uh, this kind of ties into another question. What is the state of broadband in Missouri? Because I heard that Missouri was ranked near the bottom in terms of how bad Internet is here in the state. Is that true? And uh, is that a misconception? No, unfortunately, that is true. Missouri lays at an interesting crossroads where we're not as rural as some of the western states um, or states west of us but we're not as populated and not as well served as a lot of states. And so we do lay in kind of an interesting place where we are one of the more unserved and underserved number of locations. Uh, When we see estimates, it's it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 400,000 locations. That doesn't count people. That's businesses and community centers and and also homes. 
uh, without access to quality broadband at this point. The good news is there's a lot of work going on right now. Uh, between what the state did, which was about 50, 54,000 locations with the ARPA funds, and what is being done with other federal programs, we're talking about about 200,000 of those locations are funded or the work is going on right now to bring service to those locations. That leaves behind about 250,000 locations that our office will be tasked with bringing service to with that you know, once-in-a-lifetime funding that we have the opportunity to take advantage of. I'm curious, as a follow-up to your first question regarding the listening tour and your plan to improve Internet connectivity across the state and moving forward, is this simply a means of having Internet connectivity, or is it also Internet affordability, regardless of if you're a town, if you live in a town of 2,000 people, or a city of 20 million people. I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, you know, in the projects that we fund, there are affordability standards um, that the recipient, the broadband provider, has to live up to. Uh, we, we don't hold those to anybody that we don't fund. But for those projects that we're funding, we do think it should be providing an affordable service to the location. And so we ask that with our ARPA program. We didn't have any um, providers who, uh, you know, who questioned that. They understand that bringing a service to an area is one thing, but it only matters if the people there or the, lo- or the people that live there are able to engage. You know, they need customers, and as much as that household needs to have access to the Internet, the provider also has to have someone who can afford to pay for it. And so it does go both ways. So, yes, uh, the same will be true for future programs. Uh, which we will do in 2024, there will be affordability standards to make sure, um, you know, when the government is stepping in and bridging that gap to help bring service, uh, that the citizens are actually benefiting from it and the area uh, that then doesn't have to overcome this disconnectivity gap that they've had for years. I was also reading about this affordable connectivity program recently. What is it and how do people use it? Yes, absolutely. The Affordable Connectivity Program is a program facilitated by the Federal Communications Commission, FCC, at the federal level. Um, Generally speaking, if people um, qualify for other federal programs, they can also qualify for this. And what it does is takes up to $30 um, in most cases off of your Internet bill and then makes the provider whole for that. So the provider is still getting their full cost of coverage, but then the citizen is able to take advantage and hopefully be able to engage in the Internet and and improve their location or, you know, improve their uh, ability to engage in the digital economy at that point and move forward. And so it really is an opportunity to increase that affordability gap and allow people to uh, really engage there. Uh, Missouri recently partnered with a, a group called Education Superhighway, Um, And they've got some online resources people can plug into, uh, but also people can contact our office and and we can help uh, find out if you qualify. If you do, uh, we want to make sure that people are plugging in. Like I said, it's not our program, but we do think that what we heard in our surveys and in our focus groups when we did this research of the state, affordability is one of the barriers to people fully engaging. Um, And like I said, it's not just about having physical access, but also being affordable and then seeing the value um, and engaging in the kind of the digital world at this point. B.J. Tanksley with the Missouri Office of Broadband Development joins us on Show Me today talking about providing Internet and broadband to the entire state. 
Kind of a two-part question and uh, sort of a good way to bring this discussion to a close. Um, is the state able to use rural cooperatives to further provide internet and broadband to the state? Because I recall they already have the underground in infrastructure in place. In addition to providing affordable internet and broadband to underserved parts of the state, I recall seeing an online interactive map that basically showed the fast and slow speeds all across the state of uh, areas of focus. Yeah. Um, so we we welcome all types of providers to be a part of the programming. Um, basically, we will be making you know grant funds available to people willing to go to these tough to reach places. Missouri is very lucky um, that we have a number of what are often called non-traditional providers, not the people you see advertising every day. Um, but electric cooperatives and telephone cooperatives and local cable companies and small independent companies that over the last few years have seen an opportunity to, in, you know, to really invest into their communities and have done great work. Um, with our ARPA-funded program, we, we did about half and half what you would call traditional providers and half of those kind of co-ops and, and independents. Um, and we'll look to do the same when we come with the bead funding and making that available. Honestly, we're getting to some of the toughest to reach places. And those who already have infrastructure have a great opportunity. And, and we hope that all types of providers uh, become interested because, like I said, with about 200 to 250 locations to bring service to, we're getting to those places that may be the most difficult. Um, so we're all, we're going to need all providers interested um, to really get this job done. Don't forget, catch entire episodes of Show Me Today, wherever it is you get your podcasts, or simply log on to MissouriNet.com. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.